WNYC Studios is brought to you by Zbiotics. Seize the day after a night of drinks with Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink. Zbiotics was invented by PhD scientists to break down the byproduct of alcohol, which is most responsible for making you feel crummy the next day. Drink Zbiotics before your first drink, drink responsibly, and you'll wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. Try it for yourself at zbiotics.com/wnyc and get 15% off your first order when you use WNYC at checkout. That's zbiotics.com/wnyc and use the code WNYC at checkout for 15% off. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Brian Lehrer on WNYC as New York's redistricting saga continues. As most of you know, every 10 years following the census, states redraw their congressional district lines and other district lines to take account of population shifts. But politics being what it is, those lines are often drawn to benefit the party in charge and usually the current office holders. They also have to try and keep communities together, and those lines can be drawn to strengthen or break up potential voting blocks. The resulting maps are sometimes so crazy, they coined a term to describe the odd salamander-shaped districts once upon a time, that term gerrymandering. New York joined a handful of other states to try and take the politics out of the process when voters in 2014 approved a new so-called independent commission to draw the lines, which was tried following the 2020 census. It didn't work out so well. It all ended up in the courts, and this year they tried again. And yesterday, the democratically controlled state legislature, Democratic Party in control, rejected the Independent Commission's second effort and release their own districts overnight, which they will vote on this week. Now, we're still learning how this might affect the June 25th congressional primaries as petitioning starts today, by the way, to get on those ballots. So candidates have to figure out which neighborhoods are in their district and which neighborhoods are not, and it's not really resolved. Or even like in 2022, lawsuits will up things, upend things again. So we'll follow the impact of this on the elections. But this morning, let's talk about the process with Susan Lerner, Executive Director of Common Cause New York, the Good Government Group. She has some thoughts. Hi, Susan. Welcome back to WNYC. Thanks for having me, Brian. First of all, the census is every decade on the zero, right? 2010, 2020. So it was 2020 that the census took place. Here it is, 2024. And they still are fighting over how the district line should be drawn on that basis. What a mess. I couldn't agree more. And it does not have to be this way. Um, You know, we need a system that centers voters and residents and not politicians. And we can get there. Other states and other jurisdictions do it right. And it's really scandalous that New York is on this redistricting, gerrymandering merry-go-round. Now, one might think, hearing the term independent redistricting commission, that that's the good government way of doing things. It makes it so that the party in control of the legislature can't just dictate the lines to uh, the benefit of that party. 
but I gather that you are actually not a fan of the independent redistricting commission structure. No, not at all. In fact, we went to court to prevent the commission from being described as independent on the ballot. And we won a court order that said it couldn't be described as independent because it isn't. It's politically controlled and it's an even number of commissioners. And we feared that what would happen is that they would deadlock, as we see so often in commissions that are split between the two parties. And there are even numbers. And indeed, that's what happened on the first go-round. So the first go-round, the commission deadlocked. They couldn't agree on a, a single second map. And in fact, they at the very end of the process, in the first round, they weren't even able to agree to have a meeting. Now we have a situation where they have come together and agreed on a mutual scratching-of-the-back consensus map which is a mild gerrymander on behalf of both sides. But the commission is far from independent. It's politically controlled, and that's not voter controlled. How can you gerrymander on behalf of both sides? Well, you cut a deal the way the commission clearly did. You have one district that goes slightly more Republican. You have another district that goes slightly more Democratic. In the case of the commission, two districts. And uh, each side says, well, we got something out of it, so we have a deal. And it's the voters in the middle who are not well served. Have you gotten a look at the maps that the state legislature uh I guess, started to vote on last night or started to draw up. I'm still unclear on what happened overnight. Uh, And I don't think the candidates even know yet which neighborhoods, which blocks are in their potential districts and out of their potential districts. But where are we as far as you could tell? Well, you know, I have not had a chance to really look at the maps in detail. Last night, what the legislature Uh, released was a a prose recitation of what the districts would look like. It's really hard to understand. Uh, They released the maps themselves, the files for the maps, within the last half hour. So I haven't had a chance to really dive in and see. From what I have been told, uh, there there are some changes, but it's not a complete redraw. But again, what this does is it undercuts confidence. The voters are confused, the candidates are confused, and it's the anti-democratic agenda which is strengthened by all of this chaos. Listeners, anyone want to weigh in on how New York State handles redistricting? Is that too wonky, or do you have an opinion on this or a question? Maybe you attended one of the public hearings throughout the commission's work. Are you in one of the areas that keeps shifting around someplace on Long Island, someplace in the Hudson Valley. From what I understand, this will even include Co-op City and parts of Wakefield in the Bronx, as well as Huntington Station on Long Island, Cold Spring Harbor, Massapequa, others on the island, parts of Orange County, uh, north of the city. Would you rather be in a contested district or in the majority or the loyal opposition? Call or text us, 212 WNYC 212-433-9692. I want to ask you, Susan, about one of the objections that some Democrats might have uh, to your position as the leader of a good government group trying to be nonpartisan and just look for the best process. Um, 
the, the term they'll use is unilateral disarmament, right? Because there are states controlled by Republicans where they just don't have as much compunctions about partisan redistricting. And so Democrats will say, look, if there are other states out there controlled by Republican legislatures that are tipping the scales toward Republican congressional districts in their states, then the proper response is that Democrats get to do that in blue states, not that they unilaterally disarm. What would you say to that? Well, you know, I think uh, even small children know the two wrongs don't make a right. And in the states that do egregiously gerrymander, we at Common Cause have been involved in litigation attacking those maps. So, again, what happens is extended chaos that undercuts the voters' confidence. There are much better models out there that have been adopted that put voters first, and that's what we need to do. A strong candidate will be able to win if they run a good campaign. Uh, and parties should be concentrating on getting the best people to run and running good campaigns and not trying to put their thumbs on the scale, which turns off the voters. Let's take a phone call. Jim in the South Bronx. You're on WNYC. Hi, Jim. Uh, good uh, hi, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, I, I'd like to respond to your uh, guest uh, criticism of this uh, dual party uh, Republican Democratic Commission and its uh, compromises so that uh, both sides get something. I'm not clear as to why that's a bad thing. I always thought of politics as uh, the art of negotiation compromise between different interests. And uh, I didn't get exactly why it is if you have a dual party um, system. Um, on this commission, uh, in which uh, each side gets something, why isn't that bad? I mean, we see what happens in the Congress when when you have, uh, you know, hyper-partisanship. Uh, I'm not understanding what's wrong with it. Well, you know, when you have hyper-partisanship, as you've said, what is lost is the confidence of the voters that their elected representatives are going to put their the voters' interest first and not just the political expedience. So right now we're in a hyper-partisan era where people are being told not to have confidence in our democratic, small-D democratic system that... Uh, politics is all about the advantage for one political party over the other and not about what's best for the residents of our state. We should not be buying into a system which encourages that cynicism, which turns off a large number of people and makes them feel like it isn't worth voting because this, the uh, maps are already predetermined. Jim, you and uh, Susan could get together after the show and <laughs> Debate which is better for democracy. Uh, Heidi in Westbury, you're on WNYC. Hi, Heidi. Heidi, listen to your phone, not the radio. All right, we're going to come back to Heidi in a second and go up to Hudson in the Hudson Valley, uh, one of the areas that's been um, in and out of various districts in recent years. Mary in Hudson, New York, you're on WNYC. Hello. Hi, Brian. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask a question. Why why we're using the census numbers from the, the census that was so badly um, mangled and ro rolled out? And, you know, they had questions on there that I think were deemed, you know, sort of illegal or not didn't really have any purpose. 
except to kind of make racial judgments and things. But also, you know, the, the new maps for uh, NY19 are not much better than the ones that they rolled out. Uh, you know, it makes it a little bit redder. Anyway, our, our district really needs to be looked at and um, before this becomes final. Anyway, I'll take my answer off the air. Thank Let's you. see, District 19, I always get confused between... So, so we're Mol- uh, Molinaro. We, we had... Um, right. You know, we, so, we were red, then we went blue, then we went back to red. But we're connected with Binghamton, and now we're connected further south. Um, so anyway... Right. So that used to be a Democratic district. Delgado had that seat before he became lieutenant governor. Yeah, Delgado, Hochul, but Delgado right? had switched it. Yeah, it, it was blue, red, blue, red. Yeah. So, yeah. But. so so what about Mary, Susan, and other people in, in areas like that uh, that keep going back and forth and back and forth every time there's a redistricting? Well, I think, you know, this actually goes to my point, which is when the process is totally, completely controlled by the political parties for political gain. It undercuts the confidence of the voters that they're going to have a fair chance to choose their representative. Every map is a compromise. There's no such thing as a perfect map. There are a lot of different criteria that go into drawing a map. And when the process is politically driven, then people feel that their concerns for fair representation are not being uh, addressed. So we need a process that encourages people to accept the compromises that every single map represents and know that the maps have been drawn with an eye towards fair representation. But you know, Brian, Mary raises a point which um, it confuses many people, which is why are we still using the census figures from 2020 when we're now in 2024? And the reason for that is that the U.S. Constitution sets up the census every 10 years, and the census is designed to provide the data that we use in drawing the maps. And so since we're not going to redo the census for another 10 years, constitutionally, we're required to use the 2020 data. It's a snapshot in time. As Mary points out, it's not perfect. No human system is perfect. Um, but it is what we are constitutionally required to use in drawing the district lines. Let's get back to Heidi in Westbury, which is in the former George Santos, now Tom Swazi district. Uh, give her another shot. Heidi, you're on WNYC. Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. So my question is um, kind of to the to the um, your guest just uh, previous point is. Why have we never considered um, developing a computer program or some kind of system that takes into account criteria, demographics, and everything else, and takes out, you know, the human emotions and politics um, out of the process? So, Mm -hmm. Heidi, thank you for that question, because we get that question every single time we talk about redistricting. And the truth of the matter is that there is no impartial computer system. Somebody's programming that computer. And what we've seen over and over again with algorithms and other computer-driven analysis, that the biases and the prejudices and the assumptions of whomever is programming that machine is built into the program. The second reason that we don't use a computer in that way is that people don't live, gather, and work 
in evenly spaced boxes. There are a lot of different factors. There are a lot of um, compromises and value judgments that have to be made in drawing a map. And therefore, we believe that a group of impartial, uh, non-politically driven citizens and residents of an area who get together and know their own community's concerns and negotiate a fair compromise is the best way to do this process. And I think that having citizens rather than politicians negotiate out in public so that people can understand the trade-offs means that people will accept the kind of compromises that every single political map represents much more easily than worrying about, I'm a Democrat, the Republicans are unfair, or I'm a Republican, the Democrats get too much in the state. If you've got actual non-politically driven citizens and residents of communities who are looking to create a fair map, I believe, and we've seen in places that have this system, like California and Syracuse, that the public is much more content with the final map when they know that it's the result of fair negotiations and not politically driven. What did California do? California has, uh, for two cycles now, a commission that's made up of volunteer citizens who uh, volunteer uh, to be on the map drawing commission. They spend an entire year traveling around the state, hearing from different communities. They hold over a hundred hearings in California. They do all of the negotiations around the map in public and public meetings and the public can see the, the basis on which the political district lines are drawn and accept that they are fair and the result of an honest compromise, trying to be sure that different communities are fairly represented and voters have a fair chance to choose their representatives instead of politicians choosing their voters. But wouldn't those volunteer citizens be politicized volunteer citizens? And they might be MAGA, they might be Democratic Socialists, they might be Biden Democrat. you know what I mean? Well, part of the process for vetting them is to be sure that they understand that they have a responsibility uh, to be uh, fair uh, drawers of the map to be fair representatives of their community. That isn't to say that they don't bring their life experience, but a well-balanced citizen commission balances out the different concerns, doesn't weigh it in one direction or another, and allows there to be a fair compromise that's arrived at in sunlight out in public. So, New Yorkers, you have two primaries coming up. One this spring, one technically this summer, April 2nd, the presidential primary, and then back on June 25th. That's the congressional primary, right, Susan? Yes. June 25th. It's assuming it isn't changed, Brian. Oh, because that happened the last time around, right? It was being fought for so long in court that they had to delay some of the primaries to August. Is that right? That's that's right. And that's one of the things we hope we do not see this year, because, again, we don't think that's good for the voters. First and foremost, we need to be talking and thinking about voters and not politicians. But we don't know yet how this will wind up because these maps drawn by the legislature 
yesterday, still coming to light overnight, may yet wind up back in court. So, uh, but we'll keep following it. Susan Lerner, Executive Director of the Good Government Group, Common Cause New York. Thanks for coming on. Thank you.